Oh. Have you heard that in the bushes in Nevada at all? Fuck me. <laughs> that, no. Definitely not. God. Please mm. have your phone out at least. If that ever happens, just so we have on record the day your soul came oh, out of your dude. ass. <laughs> yeah. No, fuck that, man. I don't fuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> rattlesnakes are dude. rattlesnakes are a reason to own a gun in the western part of the United States. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean I need like a shotgun or some shit to deal with that. Yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna have to aim. That's true. Oh speaking of snakes, let's talk about something that doesn't have anything to do with them. Snakes. <laughs> Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, well, not really. I saw the demographics. It's like 25 to 38, like 24 to 38 is where our demographic. So maybe not children of all ages, but hey, if you're listening to this with your kids, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, terrible decision. <laughs> Welcome to, well, I mean, if they you want to develop the vo- their vocabulary. <clears throat> Welcome to a very special episode of movie sherpas with me jason and my good buddy warren this is episode number 10 bro snoogans like Like, we've tried podcasting and everything in the past and all the and all you know a bunch of different subject matters and a whole slew of different platforms and it's like this is kind of the one idea that's really sticking. You know, we're yeah, super man. stoked to create them each week, and it's a lot of fun. And we're on our 10th episode, which is cool. And people are actually friggin' listening to it. Every single time I look at our analytics, it's like, you know, and, and there isn't like a one that I know is me yeah. <laughs> next to yeah. the episode. So, you know, it's, it's cool. So I appreciate it. Uh, we both really, uh, really dig in the process and we wanted to give you a good one. I mean, they're all good to some degree, whether they're just that bad or that good. But, uh, this movie, again, I, I hadn't seen until you told me about it war. Uh, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about, uh, 2008's Lake Mungo on this episode. Um, Joel Anderson, yeah. uh, an Australian director. It's an Aussie film, which is cool. Um, dude, <laughs> this is uh... <clears throat> it. It's like a seems to be like a theme of this list, almost like when you look at the release dates of some of these movies, because. Um, I mean, Descent into Darkness was 2013, but it was banned. Yeah. So no, it, no, I think it's. I think it saw. It was seen by like a small audience, and it didn't get released properly until like 2017 well, or something. Well, because they saw the so. film and they were like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> like, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna hide this one away for a while. Yeah, this one I don't think was banned, but again, it's you know you're talking 2008. That's that's a long old time ago. Yeah, um, it, uh, it might be it, international distribution too. I don't know. It could, yeah, it could be. I know it. It was um, 
at the time when we watched it on Amazon Prime, I believe we had to rent it, and it was also like it was like hit and miss if it was on there. Like um, it was about a year or two ago that we watched it, and like you'd go to Amazon Prime, like it would say that it was on Amazon Prime. You'd go there to find it, and it would be there, but then it didn't have a play button. Ooh. And then, like, you'd like, have to wait. And so it was like removed stuff. Yeah, it was like on and off. Like, I, I don't know what the deal with that is, but it looks like it's there to stay now. Um, I was checking on there the other day to make sure that these are all still watchable. And um, yeah, it looks it's actually a free one, I think, on Prime now, which is cool. Yeah, so definitely. That's available. that's where I found it uh, in the in the free bin. That's what I'm referring to uh because it's like with amazon <clears throat> i am liking it to you know 10 years ago or even five years ago going around the used the not used the uh the five dollar or two dollar bins at walmart and finding weird shit now you just turn yeah, your man. computer on which is crazy I still do yeah, that those i do encourage that <laughs> yeah you'll find weird shit now <laughs> yeah like... most definitely it's crazy but no um yeah we uh, i think we found it after a deep dive of like recommendations and we were looking for something we were looking for something supernatural uh that's like my missus that's her only genre of horror that she really digs on unless it's like classic stuff like then sure. she'll, she'll dig on that too but like and that, and that genre, like, we, I think we've covered this, like, every episode, but that genre is hard to, like, you know, like, she'll watch, she'll watch all of them, but, like, for me to watch it, like, I can't watch, like, Ghost Hunters and shit, like, I just can't, so, like, it, it needs to have something, and, um, this one is, like, I don't know, I'd say it's, like, maybe the slowest pace out of all of them, like, it's really mm -hmm. slow. But it's not uninteresting, and the payoff is like maybe that maybe I, I put it up there with Descent into Darkness, which is crazy for the most shocking. Because like, just put it this way: my reaction at the end of Descent into Darkness was to lock my doors, and then like my reaction at the end of Lake Mongo was I had to make sure that this film wasn't real. <laughs> like, like I had no, to make sure yes. that, that wasn't a real thing. Because it was petrifying, like it, it really was. Yeah, it's, it kind of, it's it's the mockumentary. Uh, it's what apparently uh, they're calling these uh, these kind of documentary style horror films. Uh, it it's it's it ticks all the boxes. I can't. That's kind of a recycled thing that I that I'm saying uh, in these podcasts. I promise I know more words, but. Uh, it, it, it really hits it hits all of the points as far as making it feel making it feel very v uncomfortably real in in some points it's like you know I like I said for the the found footage stuff it's gotta you know it has to be rooted somehow in reality there has to be something that that hooks you know, you in and you can latch on to. And it's, you know, number one, it's the locations. Because those are all legit, you know, locations that people and people go to. Lake Mungo, there's a camp there. 
There's all I mean, all the places that they described are are actual places people go and, and go swimming, and where kids go to camp and all. And it it did the exact same thing to me, man. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute here. <laughs> like that should really happen because if it did, that's fucked. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh like I said the the setup and the story and the journey we go on itself is like absolutely a hundred percent like no reason not to believe it. It's very like grounded throughout the whole thing, and then we they do like some really good double bluffs in mm-hmm. it, like where they. Go, ah, I nearly got you, but actually they did get you. Like it, it like the 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 layering and the setups that you feel like they're like given away too early. Where you're like, oh, really? Like what is if that? You know? And then like, and then it, you there's lots of like intrigue there. And again, like I, I bring this up on a lot of the found footage ones. Is it scratches? It scratches almost like that true crime itch if you're one of those type of nuts because it's right. very. Imp- investigative like you know it's uh yeah it's it's got the mystery to it and it's uh again like the more real it feels the the i I find that that really helps you give a shit about it right because it's not the best filming in the world i think out of all of them it's maybe the worst filmed but intentionally obviously for the feel of it but it's definitely and and they did that to great effect you know it's it it feels it feels like just like a news agent out there reporting on on this particular event and then they they stitched this this documentary together and presented it to you know to present the case and you know just uh the premise of the the we always kind of tiptoe around uh, what what these movies are as to not be spoilery, to really have you guys be uh, be genuinely shocked by the movies. This uh, it this particular movie it could be an abduction film, it could be a paranormal film, it could be you know a secrets uh, secrets revealed of a family dark secrets film. You know, it all centralizes around this young girl named Alice who winds up dead. And that's, you know, that's kind of, that's all you need to know to click play on this movie. Um, the, 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 the acting as well is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a tough one. It's. The the acting in this is like this. They they'll get the same kind of um, they'll get that same um, what do you call it like gratitude from the audience that like a good villain does, which is like they don't because yeah. they're such a good villain that you don't like them <laughs> and you will not give them props for that acting exactly. because like you believe in it. And it's the same with this. It's like it it's very. Um, it, like it, it's you know I, I think it's one of those things that appears like easy because it appears like like you said it it's filmed and caught like bad enough to be like a fucking uh, like a Dateline piece or something you know yeah. what I mean like it it's filmed in that really generic way and they deliver it in a way and you're like oh that'd be so easy to do but I think it's one of those things that like if you actually tried to do it though 
you would it's care. It's such a weird. It's such a weird area that they're operating in, where they have to be good enough at acting to pull that off, but not too good to where it looks mm-hmm. to stay. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's, so it's, I think, the the way the way it's shot is exactly how you would think a you know camera guy and his and his reporter or whatever just okay we got to go we got to get these shots bang 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 here we go there they are um and you know they set up for dramatic angle and everything's very straight on it's a lot like uh the last footage of Leah Sullivan in that way where everything is just kind of it's very regimented like it's very this is you know I'm filming this for the purpose of showing it in a professional sense. Um, but I got roped I what, by the acting, dude. That's what. That's what. Uh, yeah, that's that, what that is really the driving in. force of this. When she's and reading, it's, not that it's like when her mom's yeah, reading no, the diary. No. Uh, sorry, <laughs> when her mom is reading her diary page, like, yeah. I was that was like no I never quite seen that's hard to do <laughs> that's uh yeah that whew, level of commitment to that is no, they, astonishing again it's one of those thankless jobs though because like I said it, because of the style of film it is a lot of it's for granted right because it, because we're believing in it because they're doing such a good job they get no credit you know, I mean, it, it, that's why I likened it to like a good villain because, mm-hmm. like, if you're a good villain, you get zero credit. People just hate you. You know, <laughs> like, so there's there's people who do that through different means. So there's like your Draco Malfoy's who, like, he could have been the good guy and we'd have hated him. <laughs> there's just something about him. <laughs> like, you know, what I mean, there's just something about that fucking kid. Um, but you know, and then you have, you know, because um, there is that. That there's a thing you can do with a villain where they're too good and you like them and that breaks down the the, the drive of the film. You that's know the what problem I mean? like we had with like, the uh, first Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think we talked about it. We might have uh, talked about that in an early episode where it was like, why? so now all the villains are good guys? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. Or you have people who are just like um did you watch midnight mass yet i have not you'll dig it that that so i I, this is again going on a wild tangent but i saw it's all the rage people are loving it i my missus loved every second of it i feel like it stole many hours of my life however (laughs) it was worth it for me for like three scenes that are in the entire thing that there should have been more of that you're definitely going to dig, and you'll know what they are when you see them. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do a uh, a bonus episode on Midnight Mass. Maybe yeah, maybe like it, it's it's worth watching. Like again, it's just one of those things. But there's uh, the reason I bring it up is there is a female character in that that I just wanted to punch her in the neck. <laughs> like <laughs> she's just so annoying, and like. It, it's one of those things where I just have to keep reminding myself, like, she's a good actress. Like, she's doing a fucking great job because I can't even look at her. Like, I can't. I'm <laughs> seething. Like, I just I just want to suck a puncher in the back of the head. Like, like proper hatred. Right. And, and, and that's what made me think of, like, this is, again, we're talking about a different thing, but it's the same, it's the same thankless job. That if you do your job so well, nobody's going to appreciate it. 
you know, I, like you'll have to point out for it to get appreciation. Yeah. That's why, I, like, I think I think it's cool that like you mention the acting in it because, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's really well done. I mean, it could it could have come off really cheesy. You know, I mean, this could have been done really bad. It could have looked completely different. Scott's got this. Um, there you go. You but you, but you know what I mean. Like it, it could have come off really goofy and yeah, it could have like they, cringe. They could have. Uh, they well, the the one thing that could have doomed this movie from the onset was like the the lean in hard to the paranormal or the lean mm-hmm. like they don't. The entire movie they spend just being vague as fuck. <laughs> like and it's in a great way. Yeah. It's in a it's in a great way, but there are so many you know the whole film is a red herring. There's so many different things that you know, you go it like, oh look, that had to have been it. And then we go a little bit further and like, actually no, not so much. And then yeah, and I I think that's what keeps it anchored in reality, right? Like right. every time we feel like we found something, and just like if you've ever watched a <laughs> mini series like this, yeah. that's how they usually film, where they like end on a peak where they're like, we're gonna find this out, and then of course, oh no, it was just the postman, yeah. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, like something yeah. like really underwhelming, and yeah, and so it's like peaks and valleys, but it, it's done in it's done in such a good way. Uh, one of the things I like about it as well, like to talk about horror as a genre and something that isn't that can be done badly, but something that I really dug about this, I love the film quality, like the actual like the graininess, yes. like the look like that, because it's something like of a classic thing. Like we talked about like Texas chains or that type of stuff, like where we, and we, and we talked about this uh, probably on many occasions, but where like, they're not using the best, you know, you know, like yes. it, of course it came out in 2008, but you know what I mean? Like it, you don't always need to be doing fucking 4k, Dolby Atmos fucking, you know what I mean? Like you don't like, sometimes you can, creatively choose another avenue and get better results for if it fit if the boot fits right like if it, if it makes sense yeah and, and um, with this one it definitely does and bringing about like there's a whole resurgence now of bringing this grit that a lot of movies are missing like we we, we always we always, you know, wax nostalgic about the way movies used to look when we were kids. And it's not the fact that they weren't beautiful and that they were brilliantly shot. It's that we were experiencing them mostly on VHS at home on our televisions, you know. Going to the movies, you know, people have movie theaters in their houses now. But, you know, back when we were kids, going to the movie theater was a thing. Like, that was a treat. That was like, you know, yeah. it was my, your parents paid and you saw the big movie on the big screen. But somehow, when you were able to take that movie home with you and watch it on your television, there was something else. It just added like a, a magic to it. And it was that grain and that grit that blurred the line further between special effects movies and reality. I feel lied to at the movies these days, to be <laughs> honest. Like, because like when, when I was growing up, like on the odd occasion that we would go, like during the summer, if they had like the lower prices and shit, and you'd like go and see, like, like 
a, a bigger movie and they were still using film and that imperfection i love and I, it's the same with vhs the imperfections just make the experience so much more amazing like so like uh, you, you remember those days of like sitting when they were using film and the yeah projectors and you see those little black spots yep. and it's you not see the perfect and you just see you know. it but oh just what a f- experience though and, and digital is just like this is an Amazon Fire Stick. Like, what have yeah. I done here? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's uh, almost. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really, uh, like, cause when I worked with the movie theater, that was one of the upsetting things for me that really broke the broke the wall is when they got the new movies in and it literally comes on a fucking USB stick. Like, all of the yeah. new, and you're just like, ah, oh, like, these used to be, like, treasured, like, cases of like like you know i mean i would have loved to have worked in that thing because that was always a mystery to me right like as a kid when you the first time you turn around in a fear and you see the light through the and you're like what the fuck like and you know someone explains you know so there's a guy up there who just gets to watch all of these yeah probably read book or a playboy at this point he's seen it 500 times but exactly you know like that's just like the greatest job in the world and um yeah no like again we kind of went off topic there well, but one that, of my it, one it, of my it, favorite it, humans on the planet adam savage was a projectionist that's why you can't watch the movie brazil now because he saw it like 28 times one summer you know but yeah it's it's the this like the only way i could describe it is a tangible grit like this movie looks like the old Dateline and true crime and shows that I grew up watching when I was a kid with my mom. Yeah. And then, and then like, you know, all the old scary movies and all the old horror stuff. Like we, you know, again, we're not, we don't highlight any of the classics, but you can't go, you can't talk about scary movies without referencing them. And all of those movies from Halloween to Texas Chainsaw, even even the franchise ones that had all the money in the world, right? All, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. There's something about those particular movies that has this, just this kind of varnish on it that further separates you from it being a movie, you know? And then Lake Mungo does that for a whole new generation of audiences, you know, especially the, yeah. especially the cell phone, uh, you know, later on in the movie where we find out that there's video of something on a cell phone. Yeah. You'd again, think... like it's the, it's the same thing as descent into darkness. It's like, when you look at when this came out ahead of its time, like some of the stuff that it's using and oh, some yeah. of the shots, like, so for us watching it now, we're like, I've seen this done in a movie before this right. is shocking but when you think in 2008 like you know what i mean like do you know the type of camera that was on a phone in 2008 Ugh. like you know what i mean like we were still sending like these circulating gross videos to each other through bluetooth yeah like when that was, you <laughs> exactly. know what i mean like that's what we were doing yeah like, you you torrented uh, it off of limewire hopefully didn't give your phone gonorrhea <laughs> then you, yeah you it, either you remember you remember doing the the with the motorola's you could do the the uh link yeah you could link the yeah, two phones together right. and transfer files that was fucking 
dude that was so much porn (laughs) yeah like like yeah it was it was crazy and it was it was like maybe before social media was what it was right that was like the first time i remember thinking like about how um like how connected we were because you, you were getting these videos around school and then you're trying to tell someone about it like if, I, if i'd go like back up to liverpool to see my family and be like i'd be telling my cousin like oh i've got this video you should see it. it's great and he's like yeah i've seen it and it's just like so like i'd love to follow this back like a fucking virus and find like what did it or originate in one place or was this shit like pumped out like as a network like you know what i mean because everyone seemed to have seen the same ones and it was like before like youtube was a thing then but like this was yeah youtube was just was you know just like, cat videos and shane dawson back then like that yeah, it was very like, curated <laughs> and like kind of like speaking of the era that this movie comes from it's you know it's it's of the it's from 2000 it's from 2008 which is you know 2007 2008 2009 that's the era of the remake really there was a lot of remakes you know i mean a couple years before that texas chainsaw had just gotten remade and that's kind of like during that's where all of the uh the remakes for Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, those were all they were being filmed later to be released, 2010, 11, and all that stuff. And here's this very original movie that just kind of scooted under the radar as, oh, that's not a blockbuster. And it's scarier than any one of those films. I think it's the thing that you do with art, right? As a as a breakout artist with no big backing and, and nothing like that, like the the price you pay is time, and yeah. and like back in the day when we were talking about like canvas paintings and shit like that, you're talking after you're fucking dead, like That's you true. know what I mean. Yeah. And the more and the more gnarly the death, like the more your paintings will sell for. But you ain't yeah. gonna see a dime of that shit. Like That's true. like in today's world, things move a bit faster, so you might be talking like a decade. You're doing something else. You work at Walmart now. You're, you know, like you've fucking exhausted all of your like investment already and thrown it out there, and nobody's reeled it in. And then life goes on, and then like ten years later, you're like looking on Amazon Prime and see how many fucking views this shit gets, and it's just like yeah, and you start, you know, I mean, it's it's just a, it's a waiting game. Whereas like Hollywood doesn't so much have that because they can crank it out fucking look at it like look at this look what i did like and put it in your face all the time and these guys don't have that resource right so like it takes time um with these type of projects that these people are pushing out and so like i i I love it the same with descent into darkness like i hope i'm I'm trying to see if i can get that guy on like twitter and and tag him because that dude like they, they they do these guys they've done the long game and they've totally create something awesome like you know i mean it's um huge credit to it's, them and and the, the the parallel that the parallel that i that i draw between i was it's funny that you were that we talked about descent in the darkness in the same in the same breath as lake mungo even though they're completely different films it's they they do such a good job with the pacing, number one, 
because they uh, I mentioned I, I mentioned um, old movies a couple episodes ago that sort of unbeknownst to you are reeling you in. They're just kind of pulling you closer and closer and closer with every frame of film that goes by you're getting and you don't notice it because it's so it's slow. You know, these movies, you know, are two and a half hours long. These guys do it an hour in an hour and 20 minutes. But there's cert- there comes a point in each one of these films, in Descent in the Darkness and in, in Lake Mungo, where you don't know that you're this invested and this close to it. And then, bang! You're like, whoa, wait a minute. What the... F- where, where am I? What's I don't want to be here anymore. And you have no choice but to continue on forward because you're so deep in it. And I think... Yeah. Uh, in, I mean, Descent into Darkness, that happens, that happens, I mean, I, w- people listening to this podcast have probably seen the movie, which you guys are, are sick, <laughs> but yeah. that, that sort of, that, yeah. the, the, oh shit moment happens when he goes after that girl in the hotel. That, that they're movie. a fucking, they're a great, they're a great pairing. Like, they are if we were, absolutely. If this, is, if this is, if this is a fucking wine tasting or, you know, a beer tour, like, these are a great pairing because like both of them leave this empty hole afterwards right like yeah that for me anyway like i put them up there as like they were such a good experience that nothing else could fill the void for a while after i watched it oh like, most most there definitely. was just like every and and that's again huge credit because like when you're looking at what these guys had available to deliver you that experience and what you know, like how many of these movies, like especially when I worked with the movies, how many of these that did I have to go and see with my missus? And do you know what? Like you go watch like the new one or whatever it is. Like I'm not gonna shit on a franchise right now. I'm sure we'll do that at some point, but like <laughs> like I don't wanna shit on them. Because a lot of them come from great origins, like great projects started there. But once they get franchised, they're pushing out and you go watch it and I've seen all the scariest parts in the trailers. And do you know what? I can't remember a fucking thing about any of them. Like except for maybe the origin one, like the first original. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, I mean, you leave, you spend your seven dollars. I leave there. I don't remember anything. It didn't stick with me. There's nothing there. But like with these movies, they don't just stick with you. They, they like elevate your expectation, right? Like they push right. what your demand. And they also which I don't demand think a bad something. Thing. From I think you. we need that. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. They You're they right. demand. Uh, that when you watch when you watch these movies, they kind of because of their pacing, because of their low budget feel, you have to pay attention. You have to move with the movie. You know, you can't just like those blockbuster franchises. You just put them on in the back in the back, and you know you can put that movie on. Come on, come over here. Start making dinner. Come back. You know exactly where you're at in the film. You know the names of the characters. You know, okay, because you've seen that movie a thousand times. This movie here is a sit and pay attention movie. Like, because because yeah. there is some stuff in this film that you're. I just you're not gonna see it. You're not. You're not gonna see it, and like it's so important to the story and moving it along. That you know, it's 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 going to force you to pay attention. It's going to force you to watch it twice, maybe even three times. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, 
it's uh, like I think that again talking about the pairing of the two I think that they kind of mirror each other in a weird way where like um, again like we might have to edit some of this if I accidentally spoil something but like where um, in Descent into Darkness we're brung into this almost like cartoon character fucking world with this guy and he's just like this huge personality and he's instantly likable oh it's so fantastical and we're going in this thing and then we end up in the most visceral real horror that you've probably ever seen i know for me it was like uh, very disturbing for that me being a um, parent yeah <laughs> that was the yeah, worst and then, that was the worst thing i'd ever seen <laughs> yeah and that's what i mean and so like that's the journey it takes one and i feel like lake mungo is like the polar opposite to that where we're Make grounded up. throughout the whole film right Wait. in reality <laughs> Oh Jesus! Good. Um, no, but like Lake Manga is the complete opposite to that. Where like we're like, it's so real. It's so grounded in reality. It's almost mundane in its image and its following of this thing. You know, what I mean, there's interesting things going on, but just like you know, it's so grounded in reality. And then in the end, we are lifted from reality. And your left, whereas in Descent into Darkness leaves you at the bottom, it all, you almost leave at the top. In this, it, it's still scary in a scary way, but like it's a different right. level, it right? You... Like you leave it, and it's like wonder. Yeah, whereas it gives you Descent into Darkness leaves you with like no hope for humanity. Exactly, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like Mungo, Mon- Lake Mungo is like it's kind of a, it's sort of an object lesson in in perception as well because you think. Five or six times in this movie, you think, "Oh, that's how that happened." Definitely, it was. It had to had to bend the neighbors. Had to bend the neighbor. Yeah. Well, well, maybe it was her brother. I don't wait. I could it have been her dad? Like, like uh, it's, yeah. there's so many different times. It's... You said it early on the podcast where they kind of just like so many like bluffs that this movie gives you, and it disarms yeah. you because you think just the next things. Uh, well, they're gonna resolve that shit, and it it. Like that's why I said, this these these particular two movies demand something from you because if you were paying attention in the early parts of the film, it's it answers some of the latter the uh, the later questions, and like I think if you go into this if you go into this movie if you listen to this podcast go it just just go and click play. Don't watch any trailers because there's one, but it's not a great one. Don't look at YouTube for reviews. Just go into it and and watch the movie to take in the movie, you know. Yeah, and really it's make a, it's it. It's a hell of a ride. It really is. Absolutely. Like you know, when you by the end of the film, when you understand the journey you are on, the like the the roller coaster you've been put on, and that at the end of it is when you realize what that was. Like, you realize, like, it's just, like, what a great way to deliver that to me. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's, it's done with such care and shit. It's like, almost like a love letter in, in that, like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you'll start watching this one, you're like, what are they talking, you know what I mean? You'll be like, what are they talking about? But, like, when you know what we're talking about, you'll be like, no, it, like, I, I see that. There's so much, like, time and care and, like, they didn't want to, they didn't want to do anything like 
what uh, one thing they gave you is something that you've been denied your whole life, which is like we've all watched TV like that. Yeah. And then what do we what do we get for a hard time at the end? It's like, and we still don't know who did it. Thanks for your fucking four hours, motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and we're left with no answers, or like, you know what I mean? And that's always so frustrating. So they give you something at the end, right? In a, a certain sense of closure, right? Uh, so in, in in there isn't really closure, right? And it's kind of open ended, but it gives you something that you never get, which is cool. But like I said, for that, just the genre. Once you have finished watching it and you understand what the story is and and, and the journey that you've been on, it it just comes off as like a little love letter to that genre, where it's like these are people who obviously love that genre. They love that type of horror. They've got a deep love for like all the things all the elements involved in this film documentary obviously and stuff like that and they just do every element of it so well and it's done with such like respect you know like with, with a level of respect you're just not gonna see in you know like a, a more mainstream like could you imagine the mainstream version of this film like if they remade it like what it would be like oh my well it's... It yeah, would yeah. definitely, there's, there's so much, this film, if it were polished by Hollywood, it, they, well, you know, it, it's set in Australia, which in and of itself is sketchy. You know, you have the yeah. outback, you have all that. I mean, she could have been killed, she could have been bitten by something. She could have been, well, it doesn't, it, you know, we're just like, yeah, she's, she's dead. She's drowned. I think, I don't know what happened. And but you have like all of the, you know, you have Ivan Milat, the guy that Wolf Creek is loosely based on, you know. You have all these mysterious things in. You have all these mysterious things that are just outside of civilization in in Australia. You know, it's not like yeah, here just... where I got to go, you know, sixty miles in any direction to see something that might I might be afraid of. You know, it's right there. You go five miles outside of your home, and you got some sketchy shit to deal with. I mean, yeah, you can just say it. Like Aussies are the craziest cunts on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just are. Like they're just nuts. Well, they, they just, you almost have to be nuts. because everything in your. Uh, by the way, Australia, we we love you. Actually, Australia, no, they, Australia, they, Ireland, um, Australia, Ireland, Germany. Uh, those are the places that watch our podcast, so we love you guys. <laughs> that right, aren't the no, United I'm, States, dude. I know, I know. Like, like I said, I, I, uh, my one of my best friends growing up, his dad was from Australia, the craziest dude I've ever met, and like, <laughs> I, but, but I know what they're like, and I know that like they would hear that. Anyone else would hear what I said and be like, that could be some offense, but they take great pride in that. <laughs> like, they absolutely, like, they know absolutely. <laughs> You know, the, the they know what what they do. <laughs> like right. they so, they just are. I mean, they're they're a different breed of people. And but no, you're right though. It's like if you've ever watched any other Australian horror films, there's actually a really good one. Um, if you're into animal flicks, which is one we might cover at some point, maybe not in spooky season, um, because that's almost like a subgenre of horror of its own. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because they should be scarier than they are, because they kind of get put at the bottom of horror, like they are. Yeah, not not great, not stuff. But like re- in reality, if you're able to like really 
take in what the fuck they're talking about. It's like, no, this is totally real and way more scary than Annabelle. Like, okay, yeah. like totally way more scary. <laughs> I think I know what movie you're um, talking about. I forget what it was called, but it's it's uh they're like hiking or camping and shit through the uh like through the outback and there's like um the fucking crocodiles and shit after them like it, it's it's a it's a great film, are you talking like about said, like, you're you know, not, are you talking about charlie's farm or are you talking about boar because <laughs> i'm no, not sure what movie oh, i forget it's what it's called i forget what it's called but no you're right like there's there is a cool handful and, and a lot of the films out there they're pretty edgy aren't they like they've got they a are. cool characteristic to them and like I said, when as soon as you base them in Australia, it's like anything goes. <laughs> like yeah, you know, it's like, I mean? you know, it you could w- you could like... wake up with a you wake up with a huntsman spider on your chest. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the size of your chest. <laughs> like, no thanks, I'm good. Yeah, I have friends. Enough. I have online friends that live in Australia that send me pictures of the spiders that are outside of their house right now. I'm good. My. <laughs> My my friend's dad. So you want to know something about Australia? Here's here's what I know about Australia. <laughs> is for fun, when he was growing up, him and his friends would go out in the summer when it was like blistering hot, because the cow shit would have dried just on the outside, but be soft in the middle, so they could pick them up, and then they would throw them at people, <laughs> like <laughs> entire cow shits. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> They, he told me a story one time how they did that one time and climbed on top of someone's house and dropped it down their chimney oh. <laughs> onto a fire. Like, well, Merry the, Christmas. There weren't any like, you know, in house. House. Like, Someone's uh, been naughty this year. Like, <laughs> no, no coal, but an entire cow shit. Manure. No, but um, the, the, you know, and then if you've like watched other films that are like maybe not Aussie made, but based in the la- the great old land of Oz, you've got like uh some one of Heath Ledger's coolest roles was Ned Kelly. And um if you don't know who Ned Kelly is, find an Australian and have them tell you because it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil that. Like that because that's something they take great pride in. And once you understand that, you understand Australians a whole lot better. Right? And that's why they're like maybe the coolest people on the planet. Um, truly. But you know when they explain that to you. But uh and, and then you've got um, like Chopper as well, Eric Banner playing Chopper, and mm-hmm. Ozzy playing a notorious. And it's just like once you see the type of characters that they endear and the type of thing, you know, like it, it's different to anywhere else in the world, you know, like it's it's just a little bit different. And so like yeah, the the way that this film's done, it's done with such an edge. It's got so much edge to it. Um, from the look to the way it's uh, just delivered to you, you know, like um, the the way the actors deliver their lines, the way it's, it's like. Again, I think for the for people in Australia, they they understand the places and the geography of what they're talking about, but for the rest of the world, there's this extra layer of mystery, isn't there? Like being from, you know, what I mean, like it's it's a relatively small place. I think the the population of Australia is less than the people that live in California. I think you're right. Or it's right, like that close, is, yeah. You know, so um, we're talking a huge amount of the global audience has this element of in australia just this extra level of mystery Mm. Uh, what we talked about with foreign films um 
which it is a, a foreign film, but like there is that extra level to it, right? Because a scary film in America, like sure, a scary film in England, yeah, whatever, but like a scary film in like a country that you know nothing about with people you know nothing about has this extra level where you feel super excluded and even more freaked out. Sure, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, it's just on... You know, every every time every time that someone comes on screen in this film, um, there's this. Every time someone comes on screen in this film, there's this sort of the way that they look at the camera, or the way that not necessarily look at the camera, but look past the camera at the interviewer and everything. It's so genuine. And it's they they act exactly not just as someone being interviewed, but it's like an Aussie would act when presented with this. Honest, matter of even like like the the actor who plays Alice's dad. You know. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's, he's really good. absolutely br- and he he portrays he portrays the role of a father that just lost his daughter, but has to get on with his life because he has a family to support. Like he played like that. It's an hour and a half long movie, but you learn so much about what happens in a parent's mind that is in his type of situation, you know, where it's like everyone, everyone's like, why aren't you, Morning. Why aren't you? He's like, and I believe he even says, "Because if I stop, I'll never start again." Like yeah. that's no, and, and it's just. I, it's, I think being a parent, that's like, yeah, uh huh. That's exactly how that goes. Yeah, but also it's like that kind of thing that's lost. Um, he he just plays that male role that everyone knows, but we deny exists in this mm-hmm. current time that we live in. Whereas you know, just being. You know, and again, not in like that march away, but it's just being tough and getting on with it. Yeah, and and and, and saying that up front, like I said, you say those things, people are like, oh, how fucking you know, thingy to say that. But when you apply it to real life shit like this, it's like, no, yeah, plenty of people did that. Like, but you know, before we lived in the current times that we live in, like people used to do that shit all the time. Like, just get on with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, when when you talk about like. That kind of shit, you know, like my, uh, like, I, I know that shit, like talking to like my nan about times like when she was growing up. Like, I mean, she, my granddad died when he was 56. She's like 80, 88, 89. Like, you know, I mean, so you're talking about a long time and like, I can't imagine that, mm-hmm. you know, like, because I'm with my missus all the time. And so like, that takes a tough fucking person. So like, before you think that like saying someone's, tough and being strong and just getting on with it is like this like emotionally void like uh like you know almost like a negative thing that we shouldn't be doing we should be just like no because like sometimes that's what you need it's like you know i mean like that's how yeah, you fucking get on and with and it, you and he uh i heard his name is right here i know i knew it it's in my show notes um but i'm a garbage person and i forgot Excuse me. Uh, editor Jason, edit this part out. <laughs> there we go. 
So yeah, the actor who plays uh, her father, David Pledger. It's you. You see the loss take its toll throughout the movie, and you know we do get he and he he like every father would. He does crack, you know, and he plays he he plays that that I gotta be the dad. I gotta stick to. I gotta keep this family glued together and every every kind of vignette in the interviewing process you could see and it's a it's a i can't even imagine acting like this being yeah, able to no, being able to thing. do like it said, have it have it hiding right behind your eyes the whole time and have it not be real buy it <laughs> Because we buy it for what it is, right? Yeah. Like, so it just seems like, of course, that's how you'd react. But like, yeah, but when you realize, like, this guy's daughter isn't dead. <laughs> like, this is just some, like, yeah, is, that isn't even his wife. Like, he doesn't have a son. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he lives in fucking Adelaide. Like, this isn't even his house. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when you break down things like this, it's like, again, like, it's that, it, it's just a thankless job, isn't it? When you do it right. It's, um. Exactly. It's- and. and it's I don't know. I'd say I'd say like he does a great job of keeping us at arm's distance in like a way that's so compelling and so real, right? Like you get that sense from his character right away that he doesn't care about this poxy film you're making. Yeah. He doesn't care about any of this shit. Like he could care less. Like we catch great moments of glimpses into what he does, you know, I mean of, of who he is and stuff like that. Right. But in in a very real way you understand like he doesn't give a shit about this film like he doesn't care about this interviewer he doesn't you know i mean he's very he's and and i think everyone i think why that works is because that's such a real character that's such a real person everyone knows that person Mm -hmm. right like and and the whole like the whole family dynamic and and everything is very uh is 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 incredibly real like she does the 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 mother does stuff in the movie that you go well i mean that's a little much but you would be like it's real though i'm you know like yeah, the yeah. whole um and this isn't spoiling anything um the porch light yeah yeah you know, the whole porch the whole porch light thing leaving it on um you know it's even and down to down to her friends at the pool like the two girls and everything and that one rug thick little bat little rugby bastard that they're interviewing by uh those dunes or whatever that blonde haired kid who looks like jonathan taylor thomas from home improvement or some shit like even down to those characters they 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 captured they captured a community coming together, falling apart, and then coming together again on some, like, about this so perfectly. I, it's It took me... It took me the whole film to be like, okay, this isn't... It took me the whole film and then research afterwards just to affirm myself that this wasn't a real yeah. thing. There's not yeah, one point no, exactly. in the movie... There's not one point in the movie yeah. where you're like, okay, this, you know, this this isn't real. It always kind of rehashes itself. It, ever every time you think Dude. you got it figured out, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I got to pay attention. <laughs> no, like, 
it was <laughs> it was you know it's like it's like that one time when you get way too high and you just need someone to tell you that it's not going to last forever <laughs> and you're just like <laughs> i already i already knew that but i needed i really needed to hear that <laughs> like that did so much for me and and it's one of those cuz like at the end of this film I had to search up that it was, in fact, a mockumentary and stuff like that. Yeah. And even though I knew that, like, I needed to see it in writing. Yeah, like, I needed from a to make world. sure that and these were actors. Like, <laughs> that feels good. Like, yeah. just to know that. Like, now I can go on with my life. But as it's, I, I just think it's excellent. Like, I, I and, and I just see more, like... I, I do see a lot of parallels with it in Descent into Darkness. I, I keep bringing it up, but like I just do. Like it, it's a completely different story, different genre, different style of horror. But like the delivery of it is done in such a in such a slow burn way. Whereas like I don't know. I, I, it might just be my personal taste, but I think that that's how horror films. Not all of them, but I think certain horror films should be handled like um, where I think it's like a classic. Like if you look at like the old old films, it's what it was about. It's that ending. We can we can go the whole movie without seeing the thing, right? Yeah. And at the end, we see it, and then we leave on that note, and then everyone leaves the fear. Like wow, mm-hmm. that was great, but movies today are so like um you know they just show us the stuff through the film and then like at the end they don't really know what to do so they're just like and everyone lived happily ever after it's just like so you kind of leave the like oh that was stale at the end wasn't it like you know that was how i felt about once about a thousand ways to die in the west yeah yeah if you have not watched that seth mcfarlane movie and you don't know what it is perfect just go search it and watch it because if you haven't seen the trailers it's the funniest damn thing you'll ever sit through but if you watched one trailer for that movie you've seen everything funny (laughs) and that's i was like i went into that movie with like oh my god the trailer was so funny and then like chronologically in the film oh that was in the first part of the and there's that gag i know how this joke ends and like oh it's just it's it's it, awful. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bad formula. And like I said, that's why I love these things, because I think uh, both Lake Mungo and Descent into Darkness, while I'll put them at like the top of this list, like if you want to watch a movie this October, or if you want to save a spec if you've got a movie night planned for Halloween night, these are the ones that you save. Like, cause if you want a Halloween where you're like, that was awesome. And if you want your next Halloween to suck, because we're not going to be able to find another movie to try. Like, but that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's finding the best one and seeing how long it takes for you to find a better one. Like, but no, that is something I would, I would definitely do because they just, that formula of going on the journey to get the thing that we came here for. Yeah. Right. Instead of here's here's this part, here's this part, here's this, and then at the end, it just it, they, they do like I think most most horror movies follow that thing where they'll be like, oh well, 
we'll either give them a happy ending where we'll like run out of shit, we'll like solve the problem somehow, and then you know everything's great now, and you know yeah, everything's cool. These two, yeah, and got then, that monster. All, yeah, or they'll do it where they're like, you know, fucking the. It just can't like everyone dies and it just carries on, which I prefer, honestly, out of the two. It's like it's a horror loop. Like yeah. you know what I mean? This isn't the Goonies. Like we don't need Goonies never say die. Okay. Like exactly. <laughs> it's uh but but um one one thing I did pick up through this movie specifically, but um you could apply it to Descent into Darkness also is I think that the problem the, the reason why these movies are great, I think the main ingredient for why these movies are great compared to like the subsequent films of these huge franchises that are being... Pro- the, the reason that we've made this list, these movies that are being promoted to you and thrown right on your lap this Halloween is because with those films, they know someone's looking and it's that performance anxiety. Have you ever done any sort of sport or any live performance? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. There's this, there's like a disingenuous part of you that, you know, you forget to be you. Like, you, there, there's this weird conflict, right, of like watching yourself and, and overanalyzing and stuff like that. And like, because you know, people are watching, whereas these people had like the, you call it like a luxury, because it doesn't seem like that at the time. But like, if you could just ignore that anyone gives a shit about this film you're making and just make your film, mm-hmm. just forget everyone. It doesn't matter if the trailers come out. It doesn't matter if there's a following on Twitter. It doesn't matter that everyone's talking about it. Just forget all that. Just focus on your film. You'll end up with something good. But when you're like, kind of like, oh, well, everyone's excited for the second one and oh the sequel's got and, and like to try and build up to that and that's what fails them i think yeah is... they talk about the sequels before the the second weekend that yeah and the movie then when the movie's in the theater and you're like wait a minute we still don't know if people like this it's like oh yeah the second one's gonna be yeah. great like you didn't even see the first it's, one. It's, it's that kind of thing is like the first movie of any franchise is like that's what you're doing when no one's looking it's real it's creative it's great but when you know someone's looking there's this disingenuous part that like you know like when you're at a bar and you're with your friend and he's a cool guy and you get on with him and then a girl comes over and he just changes a little bit <laughs> you know? and you and you're just looking at him he's like i don't like that guy yeah that guy who's the same i don't like it yeah, like he's a douchebag. Like, but and, and it's the same thing, right? Like, once they're aware that people are watching their film, mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, let's up the budget." Like we talked about paranormal activity. Like, let let them see the demon. And it's like, dude, like if you learn anything from the Black Ball Ghost, it's just like, do what they loved you for. Just keep doing it until it gets stale. It's better than disappointing them. You know, what I mean, it's better than ruining a great thing. Just you know continue it if you're gonna if you're gonna make a second one then make a second one don't like try and be like fucking you know doing you know someone starts watching you riding your bike and then you try and pop a wheelie and land on your ass like just do what you were doing continue as normal business as usual like and and i've uh, that's easier said than done i'm sure 
right? Like with, with a lot of the pressure, but that that's something that these films have a huge benefit of. I feel like is because like we talked about, they're like ten years, ten, twelve years old, mm-hmm. and there wasn't eyes on it, and no one made a huge fuss when it came out, and it, it, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. So like when you're watching it now, it's so genuine and refreshing in compared to like the stuff that we've been consuming from then till now like you know like what we've been given yeah um, they they came well they came before the box office surge you know they came they came it's it's almost like uh you know we can liken the era in horror from 2004 up until i mean i would say even now you can liken that era of filmmaking to horror, you know, before and then after the slasher. You know, yeah. You you had you had your horror you had your horror movies. They were, you know, these these visceral almost art films. Like horror was a very was a subgenre from day one. It was never it was you know it was there were movies that were put out to shock you, but they were never mainstream films. And then the slasher came out, the date movie came out, and then all of a sudden everybody's making them. Everybody's yeah. making them. And you get a bunch that are pushed to the forefront that aren't really that great, but there's a lot of money behind them. And one or two of them are, are actually good. And then you have all these ones that get made, that get, get made, that get pushed under the rug that 10 years later, you know, two idiots sitting in their office are talking about gushing over because they're sick and tired of what's coming out and they're looking for things to to give to people that are actually genuine and and don't waste their time. Yeah, and and that it's another thing to say a horror film, but these are good films. Uh, yes, right? like, that must be like, said about all the films on this list that they are yeah, at their core good, good films. films not yeah, just horror. Um, which is again like cuz horror is a messy genre. There's a, and, and, and that's part of the things that we love about it. If you love, like, a good goofy slasher, you know, like, th- those little, like, uh, guilty pleasures where it's, like, it's a bad movie. But, yeah. You know. But you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like yes, yeah, so there is a there's, a, there's a market for that. There's a part of you that wants to see that, but... Is it a good film? Like, no. Would it... Would this formula... Would what they created here... Could you, like, bend it and turn it and release this as like a dramedy like no like no one's gonna watch this no. um so horror is a great place for experimentation in film isn't it like even today like it's just one of those places where people can just do things and, and you can be bad it, it's like it, it's like a open you know it's like an open mic place so you know what i mean like where you can it's just an invitation to fail like you, it's okay to fail here. Yeah. Whereas, like a lot of genres, you can't. Like, there's not that. Um, there's not a fucking. Um, it's not okay. Like, and it. But but some horrors are so bad that people love them. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. the one genre where that's acceptable. It's so uh, interesting. And and talking about like the film quality, I feel like horror is also the only place where you'll see intentional dating and like intentional like degradation of film like yeah where where you won't that adds a whole lot of weight to 
you know, especially in, especially like in paranormal stuff, it adds a whole lot more weight to the visuals on screen is when that, you know, it's like in, uh, like in the ring, you know, that whole movie has like a art housey kind of VHS vibe to it. Do you know what, uh, like, this is so off topic. Do you know one film that I think kind of did that but could have done it to a better effect is Sinister? Um, yes, I agree with that, 100%. I feel I feel like the whole film of Sinister should have been somebody watching Ethan Hawke's film reel. Yeah. Of him finding those film reels. Right, because if you imagine how beautiful those fucking snuff films are that he finds like the style of them if the whole film was shot like that it completely changes the tone of the entire thing like i just don't like that there's certain films that handle it really well like the crispness and the 4k you know like the 4k the most hd and shit like that like all that like there's films that do that to an advantage but there's films that like it's worse for it like and in horror especially you know mm-hmm. um, it's just one of those definitely well this this movie could be found on amazon uh it looks it looks as though it's permanently there you could purchase it i believe but right now you could watch it for free um and the director's joel anderson which he hasn't since this film, he hasn't done much. He's a script editor on that new on that series Clickbait. You know, the, okay. one, the it's a if you're not familiar yeah. with a with Clickbait, it's uh, some there's a a guy that pops up on screen and with a sign that says "At five million views, I die." And it's this you know it, he was a script editor on that. He wasn't really a part of the creative team necessarily, but uh, you know he's he, Joel Anderson put together a very visceral scary movie and like descent because it's weird that we drew the parallel between this one and descent into darkness but like descent into darkness it follows all the old school horror rules you know it's pacing it's it's unwillingness to show you something until you need to see it you know it's just it's not yeah it's it doesn't compromise and it fits the format so incredibly well of the mockumentary that, like the two of us did, you'll fucking believe it. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's a definite watch. Like I said, I'd put it in the top three of the entire list, to be honest. Like, Absolutely. it's it's way up there. Um, and yeah, like, the if, if you're a fan of that, like, if any of that is kind of, like, your jam, like, you're going to love it, and, and it's going to ruin films for you. <laughs> like, yeah. it's going to be, like, it's, it's a hard one to follow up. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I, I'm, I'm stoked to recommend it to people, because when we watched, when me and the missus first watched it, it was like, I just couldn't tell enough people about it. Like, it, it was just... Yeah, I remember you telling me about it too, and yeah, I, man, I'm I'm almost glad I waited this long to to finally watch it. And you know, it's it's fitting that this our tenth episode uh, lands on this film. Uh, it's kind of a milestone film, a milestone episode. Uh, we got a whole lot more coming this uh, this spooky season. We're gonna 
try, we're going to do our best to make it through the list um, and give them all to you. And, and I, if we're getting really great response for the uh, the holiday theme, so we're gonna uh, we're talking about continuing that uh, through to the end of the year. And uh, now we have the capability to communicate, which is cool. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Movie Sherpas Podcast. Uh, find us on Twitter at movie underscore Sherpas. Is that uh, the? I don't know if capitalization matters. I don't use Twitter. I'm an old man. Yeah, I I don't know either. Um, with Scooby Doo looking motherfuckers, you'll find us. Yeah, it's all, um, it's all linked in the show in the uh, the 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 show notes here for the description. So yeah, um, it's, it's pretty there. naked there right now. But if you uh, if you do hit us up there, we'll be. Uh, I, I think we'd like to pride ourselves on being like pretty interactive. So even if you just want to drop by and say like that movie sucked. Like or or the, or you know, uh, I'd I'd rather hear the ones on the list that you dug than. But if you want to be a negative Nelly and just tell me all the things you hate about, it, like do that too. Like it's the I beauty guess. of the like, internet. It's the beauty of the internet. You it. could be as grumpy, or you could be grumpier on the internet than you could ever be in real life. Um. <laughs> yep. But uh, like, it's super cool that y'all listen to this. You know, we have, it, we have everybody, you know, and it's not just my mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not just my mom. It's not just Warren. But it's not just me. There's actually uh... some, you know, some people watching and listening to this. Um, speaking of watching, uh, we might get some video together. We do record these visually as well as orally, auditorially. I think that's why orally. Um, oh, I don't know. That's we a... use the, we use the ears and we, we make the sounds when uh, we release the audio, but we uh, we can the the video. If you want to see, you know, uh, two guys in two separate rooms talking about movies that no one really heard of before, we can we might be able to make that happen for you. I don't know. Uh, yeah. If, if you're on a platform that can comment about this, or you've uh, you've got this on Twitter or Facebook, let us know. If that's something you want to see, we will definitely do it for you. Yeah, um, it, we could maybe um, if we start getting interactive with people, we could um, if, if, say we start doing visuals. We could even, well, while we're recording this, we could do like a, a YouTube channel where we do the live stream. But after the live stream's done, like we don't post it as a video so like if you want to see this uncut and see the shambles that, <laughs> yeah, like all the idea. stuff that doesn't get in if you want to see like the uncut thing like that's something we could do also um and and with that we get the live chat so we do like questions and like you guys could recommend movies or Definitely. like yeah you know i mean agree to disagree with us what, whatever it is uh, that'd be that'd be pretty cool to get going um but yeah, also, like, recommendations at this point, too. Like, if you guys, you know, if, if we're coming to the end of spooky season and the majority of the people lis listening, if you guys are digging the horror thing and you, and you guys, like, don't talk about anything else, like, then if, we will talk about other stuff. But, like, if, if we want us to keep horror recommendations as, like, a thing that we do, like, sure. periodically... Oh, yeah. uh, like a little playlists and stuff of things that we found, whether it's TV series or, or whatever, well, we could, we could definitely do that. But like I said, it's, it's at this point, it's just what, 
what what are you guys digging, man? Like what what do you like? Yeah, what gets and, your rocks and we're <laughs> I love that expression. Uh, yeah. get your rocks off. And we're still in our infancy as far as the formatting goes. So, you know, if if it does come down to it and you guys want to see here see more episodes, hear more episodes, you know, um we we will definitely make it happen. Uh but to the 60 or 70, almost 100 some odd people that have listened to us talk about something that we're collectively incredibly passionate about, fucking thank you. Like, I'm sure we'll figure yeah, out man. a way to say thank you in a better way at some point. But right now. For sure. For sure. Like, you, have... you guys, you guys rock, especially at, like, you know, we're only going to smooth this out as, yeah. as we go on. Like, it's only going to get better. And, and dress it up but if you guys are digging it right now I'm, I'm excited to finish off uh spooky season i'm excited to now now that we've kind of fallen onto a rhythm of like how we're doing things i'm excited to talk about other movies outside of horror like and 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 again like me i know we were kind of trying to before we were trying to hit everything like we were going to do like the new releases and stuff like that but you know what i i prefer doing deep dives i like finding a film that's obscure that isn't on the top 10 recommended that isn't here or there that has something you know like i'm trying to find something a little special so I, i'd like to continue that i think uh, but like i said um the listener rules the roost so if you <laughs> if we end up turning into doing like periodic horror curated lists and stuff like that that's something we could definitely do um absolutely but I don't know. I think after the heaviness that comes with this season, I think it would be nice in between here and the holiday season. Um, I was actually thinking of maybe we lighten the mood a bit with some some comedy. Yeah, um, d- yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> we definitely we definitely need to uh, to to, to brighten the batch, as it were. <laughs> well, it's it's just what do you do after you watch a really scary horror film? You put something funny on. Exactly. You're not going to sleep tonight, but yeah, that, no, we'll, that might we'll be figure an it interesting, out. Uh, interesting episode uh, pairing yeah. a comedy film and a horror film. That might be cool. Yeah, like what to watch to take the edge off. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Call it. We call yeah. a series Chasers. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a that's a cool uh, that's a cool list we put together. Of, yeah. <laughs> It's a cool list we can put together of like films that are like, no matter what you just watched, like if you just watched that dude split his head in half by jumping onto the pier, and you just need something to cleanse the yeah, palate, like, like you know, a collective uh, a mental a mental cough. <laughs> speaking of uh, what was it? How many ways to die in the West? A lot well, of thousand ways. ways to, well, I mean, there's probably more than that, but yeah, a thousand ways to die. Um, the the one thing I thought was really ballsy about that film, um, and where I felt, you know, not to be an asshole, like I try not to make this a negative thing, like to where we just shit on people, but dude, like to make a comedy film in that genre, I think Sandler did it as well. I haven't seen that one, but yeah, like did a, you know, they, they, they consistent they consistently try and do that. And like with a film out there like Blazing Saddles. I mean, it's a huge ask, like to try and like do it better than that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a 
Well, you That's can't. A total you can't do it like Blazing Saddles did it, because you would get canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. In a hot minute, that movie that movie would not even get anywhere near the box office these days. It's it's a brilliant film. Oh um, but we'll yeah, definitely, we'll uh, probably cover that one for sure. No, I'm I'm excited going forward here. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. And um, yeah. See you on another time. Definitely. Bye, guys.